Welcome to Dogsthorpe Infant School Launchpad. Stand by for action. This is your captain speaking. We've been cleared for departure. Okay, Eddie, start the countdown. Five, four, three, two, one. Yes, welcome back to Eddie's Launchpads. Eddie's here with me. We're using these episodes of the Launchpad to call in on children's authors around the world. And we've got another great children's author for you now. He is called Adam Searle, and we welcome him to the show. Welcome to the show, Adam. Hi there, Dave and Eddie. Could you tell us a little bit about yourself and what inspires you to write children's books? I am from uh, West Mosley in Surrey. I suffer from dyslexia, so for me, I never got into reading books until very late in life. I usually look at pictures in picture books, and I usually make my own stories from them. I mean, some of the books that are most, what I remember from my childhood were kind of like the Puddle Lane books and Not Now Bernard, that features a monster. And for me, I always liked monster books. That got me into kind of like uh, into kind of like the horror ghostly theme and it wasn't until I was 11 years old that the Goosebump books came out and that got me learning to read and I was quite inspired by them and I wanted to, well, to write my own books and hopefully inspire other children. Was your dyslexia picked up at school? Uh, yes, I picked it up when I was five years old. They noticed that a lot of my words were going backwards. I was well behind even at that age with certain words and with my reading and all that. And uh, yeah, they did pick it up pretty early. This was from the 1980s. So obviously a lot has changed back, you know, uh, since then. And the earlier it's picked up on, uh, it is very difficult to spot it in very young infants because uh, often... You know, infants do write letters the wrong way round or write words the wrong way round, and it's very difficult to spot it. But, of course, the earlier that it's spotted, the better it is for you. And it's great that you got into 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 books and um, and that you was inspired by Goosebumps because they are great little books. They're nice little books, and I can see why you were inspired by them. Before we get on to your books, I'm, I'm fascinated about how you work through your dyslexia. How difficult is it for you to write a book? It can be quite difficult. My reading and writing has obviously uh, got approved so much over the years before the reading I've done myself. Mm. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes I do uh, slip up sometimes with the odd word or something, or even when I'm reading a book, I find that I've jumped up or down a line. But it can be quite difficult, but I always have... uh, I always have family there supporting me and, uh, you know, uh, making sure that I'm on track with stuff. I mean, some of my books just flow. Some of them have been quite challenging 
Let's turn to the books now, if we can, because um, I, I've, I have had a brief look myself, but of course, a lot of the people who are listening around the world may not have come across your books. Could you give us a flavour of them and, and maybe go through, without giving too much of the plot away, of course, give us a little flavour about what, you, what you're offering parents and teachers out there? I have six books out. I've got them coming out and... Uh... They are mixed stories, so some of them feature monsters, some feature kind of like uh, hard topics, and some of them are just kind of like a nice bedtime story. So in uh, each book has got its different uh, different way of helping. How did you uh, get, get them actually into print and uh, get them out there? Publishing is uh, very hard to, to get by especially in this day and age. Many years ago, in the 90s, I tried to self-publish my first book and uh, I found it very hard because they needed certain things, certain ways the book had to be met and and stuff. This day and age with Amazon and there's a lot of other companies like Ingram Sparks, Lulu, and there's a lot of other companies, it's a lot more easier. Uh, sometimes it's not always for the best because there is uh, like vanity publishing that takes a lot of money from you. And for me, I spoke, I met an author who's a best-selling author and he uh, advised me on what to do with my books. And I decided to go in for uh, kind of like a small printer firm that did my copies and um, I sold them direct. So I have made mistakes in the past and I've always learned from them as I go as I will, as I publish book after book. What's the age ranges of, of the books that you offer, Adam? Uh, some of my picture books are ideal for children eight, five years plus. I've had um, I've had a few older children, some like eight or nine who like monsters. So I've bought my picture books. Also, uh, a few adults who uh, have also enjoyed lit, like listening monster books or you know, have uh, problems with reading. They have decided to go for my books because the texts are quite big and simple. Uh, some some of my children, but like Goodbye Mother Bears, for slightly old, for just slightly older children, about for about six or seven years plus. And I'm hoping to uh, release a few more books for slightly older children. So I've got a good age range range for everyone out there. It's no shame for all the the parents who are listening out there, all the adults who are out there listening. Uh, if you're struggling with your reading, um, it doesn't matter. There's no shame in picking up a children's book and trying to find your way around it. Because as Adam said, it's um, sometimes a children's book can be easier to understand and get the shape of the words and understand what's going on without getting on something too difficult. So, um, you know, if you're struggling with your reading, some of you parents out there, if you're struggling with your reading, have a look at your children's book um, because and a picture book in particular because you can get the shape of the words and the, and the pictures help to understand what's going on and you can learn that way. We often, uh, sometimes we have parents at, at our school, Adam, that uh, struggle with their reading and sometimes we say to them, have a look at your children's book, try and, try and work your way through that and that's a sort of a nice little springboard for a lot. So thank you for pointing that out. 
out of all of your books, and we're going to talk about how people can have a look at your whole range, have you a particular book that you want to promote? I suppose I'm going to promote my Goodbye Mother Bear. I think it's the one that has the topic that has a lot of people talking about. And and without giving too much of the plot away, could you give us a brief idea of what it is? I suppose it's about loss, hope and friendship are the main keywords. Right. And that's that's important, isn't it? Because uh, for a child, it can be um, that that thing about oh, where somebody gone, or where has this gone or that gone, and the, and loss is a very one of the very first important painful messages um, or lessons that a child can learn. So hopefully, this book will pick up some of that. Um, you mentioned a, a pic, that are pitch, some of them are picture books. Uh, where do you go to get your your illustrations? When I um, when I start writing, I always have an image of the character. When the book is complete and has been edited, I usually uh, hunt high and low for an illustrator. I mostly on social media, and I always look at their website. And if I see something that's a, that's kind of like a similar match to what I'm looking and hoping for, then obviously I'll speak to that illustrator and. Uh, and see if they'll see if they'll be willing to take to take me on. I know that Julia Donaldson, for example, goes for to one particular illustrator. But um, you, you've got a, a a series of illustrators, have you? I have. Yes, I I have got a few. What I find is if their illustrator matches what I'm looking at, I will contact them. Um, in the case of Goodbye Mother Bear, I had Ian in our ward. He's he's a fantastic uh, illustrator. He's, his clients have included the National Trust, Fox Biscuits. He has done many other children picture books. And what attracted me to him in the first place is that he, how he draws animals. He kind of like does some cartoony, but in kind of like realistic looking. My uh, character in Goodbye Mother Bear is a, is a young bear cub called Faraday Bear. He's kind of like, um, he is kind of like based on two uh, cartoons that I used to uh, watch when I was a child. That is Rupert Bear and another is called Arthur. It's slightly um, also based on a Canadian cartoon called Le Get Along Gang that was about a little moose and his group of friends. So all three of them played a part in my good eye, Goodbye Mother Bear. Each character has a story to tell, so it is an ongoing series. The great thing about you authors is you're very descriptive in your words. So you've got the description of a character. Um, but for something like the Gruffalo, now if you show a picture of the Gruffalo to a, a small child, pervert, p- providing that they've they've been introduced to the story, of course, they'll say, that's the Gruffalo. And they recognise the Gruffalo, not necessarily by the words, but by the picture of the Gruffalo. And um, so so the way that the, the illustrator picks up on your words actually gives shape to your book in a, in a third dimension, doesn't it? Yes, I mean, having the... Illustration of our picture book is obviously very important because that is the for children. That's a key point. For mm. 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 well, as adults, first thing we notice in a book is mostly the fun covers, and it is the same with uh, children. If there's a 
good sharp bright color cover they'll uh, point it out and uh and even if they're browsing if they've got nice pictures in they will want obviously they'll want to read the book mostly because of the pictures i've worked with a few illustrators that and they have all been fantastic mm. i started with wendy trinder she did my monster books and uh she was never an illustrator. She was a professional artist who used to uh, draw plants and gardens. So that was a new challenge when she took on my first book for her. What's for the future, my friend? Are you are you working on books at the moment? You probably can't tell me any plots or anything, but are you still writing your books? I am, yes. I've, uh, I'm preparing to release my, um, my collection of short stories. That is for children age eight eight years plus it's called sinister short so if children enjoy goosebumps i hope they enjoy sinister short there is the odd illustration here and there in the book so it does come with a few pictures i'm also um, preparing goodbye mother bear for next year um Fair Day Bear will be back in a brand new adventure. And um, I'm also, at the moment, writing book number three for him. So I'm being kept quite busy. <laughs> Brilliant. That's good to hear, my friend. Now, for all you uh, children out there who are listening, um, and I know that some of some of the children who listen to this podcast uh, are over the ages of, of who we have at Dogsorp Infants. You're, you're, some of you are teenagers. Um, if there's uh, some of these books, if you if you produce an, a new book and it's uh, for primary age children that are older than infants that we work with, uh, Adam, uh, could you come back onto the show and tell us a little bit more about your new book so that our children can learn more? Oh, yes, I'm always happy to uh, come back and uh, do interviews or even school visits. I'm quite happy to uh, to attend, and I'll be quite honoured to be back on your show as well. Great. That's lovely, my friend. Now, so people know, um, we're, there's going to be the details in the text, but if people want to get in touch with you, have you a website or something? I have, yes. I have got my very own website. It is www.adamdcell.com ivanauthor.com um the link is obviously like you mentioned will be on online i'm also uh, on social media on facebook instagram twitter and i've just re uh recently open released a tiktok account as well but i'm still getting to grips with that one <laughs> <laughs> best of luck with that we've got a tiktok account for the school and it's uh it just amazes me how many views we get i just we get goes up into the thousands you know and uh, our head teacher goes on and does her little video message on it and i say to her you've got six thousand people have watched this you know this is just <sighs> it's incredible because it just comes on i suppose i don't know um but that's that's great we're good Good luck with your new TikTok account and uh, our very best wishes for your for your book. Listeners, get on to the text of this. You'll find all the links that you, you need to get in touch with Adam and to be able to get, get a hold of his books. Uh, all you parents out there, think hard and long about getting your children to read because um, a whole new world opened up for Adam when he started reading those Goosebump books and they can open up for you too if you just... Spend time with your children and read. Well, that's it for another week, folks. Captain Dave and Eddie will be back again soon with another launch pad.
They'll have more great guests, more places to see, and more interesting things to share on the learning journey. So, until next week, be kind, be respectful, and always remember to dream, believe, and shine. This podcast is brought to you by Eddie Edster, the Dogsthorpe Infant School Wellbeing Dog. This delightful Cavalier King Charles Spaniel offers hugs, paw shakes and high fives to help children of every age to dream, believe and shine.